Welcome back to Focus on the Light, a weekly Come Follow Me podcast. This week, following along with the schedule, is Matthew 2 and Luke 2. This is an episode that I'm squeaking in there, barely getting in time in the week. Uh, But an episode that I'm really excited about because of the experiences that I've had this week with my seminary classes and the ways that they've really taught me. Because as I I looked at this week's uh, assigned block, Luke 2 and the shared story in Matthew 2 is one that I'm extremely familiar with that I've read so many times. Almost every Christmas growing up, my family read Luke 2, which is a wonderful thing to do. But sometimes that familiarity that we have with the scriptures can quickly become a burden as it makes it hard for those verses to be interesting or to feel like they have anything that could potentially be insightful to our life. Because we've read it so many times before, how would this time ever offer something new that it wasn't? And the scriptures are meant to be more than that. The scriptures are meant to give us insights for our life and to have power. And so it was, it was a little difficult to prepare uh, my lessons for this. But the seminary manual for Come Follow Me was really inspired in some of the questions and activities it had planned and the way that I was able to use those in my class and really feel the truth of them. Uh, I'm not going to do it here on a podcast because you have the ability to just quick click away. Uh, But if I were to just start narrating the story of Christ's birth and trying to get it really detailed and and all those things and just tell the story, most people would just stop listening, especially because we've heard it before. However, the scriptures within those stories that we are familiar with, the stories that we could recite the details of right now, they hold important truths for our lives intended to impact us and change us and help us to assist us. And so there's three questions that you can ask yourself. This is absolutely true for Matthew 2 and Luke 2, but these are three questions you can use whenever you study the scriptures to help you find principles within the stories that can then help you with the decisions and circumstances of your life, because that's what the scriptures are supposed to do. So the three questions are, which I will also list below um, in the show notes, and then we're going to talk about how these questions were answered. But the three questions are, What do you think was the moral or point of this story? Why do you think the writer, in this case Matthew, included these events or passages in his record? What lessons might the writer, Matthew, have intended for us to learn? So those three questions, when you're reading the scriptures, you can take a moment after you've read, and you can ponder and go back to the verses and find truths from the story and from the verses. We in particular, we took a section from Matthew chapter 2, it was verse uh, 7 through 16, I think, or something like that. Um, and those are the verses we, we went back through, finding answers to these questions and, and finding principles for our lives. I'm quite frustrated with myself that I was in such a rush that I did not take a picture of the whiteboard that, with all the principles that I wrote that my students had found because they were incredible and they were amazing. And I thought I would be able to remember them all. And obviously, I'm not able to. These are the ones that I can remember. Uh, And I will forever just be frustrated with myself. I didn't take a picture. Why did I not? That was silly. But nonetheless, from Matthew chapter two, these are the principles we were able to identify by answering those questions. Through Jesus Christ, we become kings and queens. Jesus Christ can bring us exceeding joy. We have a responsibility to put God first. We need to trust God over the world. Satan and his efforts to destroy God's plan does not sleep but neither does God. God cares about us and will protect us from danger and harm. Jesus Christ's life has been threatened since birth. God has always protected him. 
Jesus Christ had to willingly give up his life. The Lord speaks to us uniquely according to our culture and understanding. God inspires our parents to protect us. And then so many more that I can't remember and others that you can find. I invite you to go back to Matthew 2 or Luke 2. Use those three questions to find principles for yourself. Because the activity and the reason for finding these principles and what we did in seminary that was remarkable to see is we made a list of all the principles we found just from Matthew 2, just from 10 verses in Matthew 2. And then on the other board, we wrote down all the decisions and questions and circumstances in our life that we need assistance with, decisions that we need that we're making. And then we found principles that could pair up with the decisions that could help us and inspire us with the ability to make the best decisions and to receive help for the circumstances of our life. Wonderful activity I invite you to do, not just with Matthew 2, but all the time in the scriptures. So I just love that experience. I'm grateful for my students and the way that they taught me and they brought the spirit into my life in that regard. And I just wanted to invite everyone to do that same activity. However, for the remainder of this episode, which will be brief, I wanted to focus on one particular principle that we found and that it is God wants to help us with revelation and that he can help us with revelation, which you see throughout the entire story of Matthew and Luke 2, from the wise men being inspired, Mary and Joseph, from angels and dreams and stars. God wants to inspire us to know what to do, to keep us safe. God wants to give us revelation. And I love this quote from President Packer, where he said, it is not expected that you go through life without making mistakes but you will not make a major mistake without first being warned by the promptings of the Spirit. This promise applies to all members of the church. The promise is that God will give you warnings and promptings from the Holy Ghost for good and for protection against bad. However, we have a responsibility to be receptive. So from the principles you have identified from Matthew, either the ones I, Matthew and Luke, either the ones I listed or you found on your own. What do you feel you can do to be more receptive to the guidance and revelation of the Holy Ghost that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ want to give you? Based on the principles you're learning from the scriptures this week, what do you feel you can do to be more receptive? Now, as you strive to be more receptive, I just wanted to share something that my professor in school said this week that I loved. One of the ways that the the wise men and the shepherds were led is through symbols. And that is how they were inspired. My professor and brother Munson said, symbols are coincidences that aren't coincidences. So as you strive to be more receptive, pay attention to the coincidences that aren't coincidences, because those are the symbols that God is giving to lead you. Two questions that came to mind to me as I considered my receptiveness to the Holy Ghost and my desire to increase it. Why is this something that I should do? (laughs) Honest question. And then in doing so, how can I recognize revelation? And the why comes from something that President Nelson spoke about. And as I was preparing this lesson, I have had the opportunity to teach my classes about receiving revelation and recognizing revelation quite frequently over the last few weeks uh, and throughout the semester. And so as I sat here studying about this principle and, and feeling prompted to teach about this principle of revelation and recognizing again, I, I kind of thought, well, can we learn about something else? And the Spirit reminded me why this was worth learning about from President Nelson in 2021 with what he said. But in coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence 
of the Holy Ghost. My beloved brothers and sisters, I plead with you to increase your spiritual capacity to receive revelation. Choose to do the spiritual work required to enjoy the gift of the Holy Ghost and hear the voice of the Spirit more frequently and more clearly. That is the reason why. Because we have a need for it right now, for our own spiritual survival. Now, President Nelson said something interesting. He pled with us to do to increase, uh, to do the spiritual work to increase our access to personal revelation. Prophet of God, the man who sees the future and speaks for God is pleading with you to do something you should probably listen. So, Elder Anderson uh, had this quote recently that was the quote of the day from the Gospel Library app on the widget uh, that I thought applied perfectly to this idea of spiritual work. And it reads, But even with the increasing worldly influences around us, we need not fear. The Lord will never desert his covenant people. There is a compensatory power of spiritual gifts and divine direction for the righteous. This added blessing of spiritual power, however, does not settle upon us just because we are part of this generation. It comes as we strengthen our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and keep his commandments. As we come to know him and love him, this is life eternal, Jesus prayed, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I just think that's wonderful counsel. And it's elaborating further on what it means as he says that this power does not just settle upon us because of who we are, that it comes only as we strengthen our faith, keep his commandments, and as we come to know Jesus Christ and love him. I think those are wonderful insights and, and clear ways we can do the spiritual work necessary. Now the second question, how do I recognize, how do I know if I'm feeling the Holy Ghost, if this is revelation? And uh, there's two verses that come to mind with this. One is from the reading Matthew chapter 2, uh, verse 10, uh, that I want to cross-reference with something. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 10, as the wise men leave King Herod and go out to follow the star, verse 10 says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. As we see the Holy Ghost in our lives, an awareness of the joy it brings is a way we can recognize it. Now, if you want more specifically, you can cross-reference that verse uh, with a scripture I love in Galatians that I use all the time as a missionary. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit or the results of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. If those things are happening in your life, if these feelings or ideas or actions you're taking or symbols you're following are leading to those things, that is how you know it is the Holy Ghost. Another way to know is the counsel that I love from President Irene. The companionship of the Holy Ghost makes what is good more attractive and temptation less compelling. That alone should be enough to make us determined to qualify the Spirit to be with us always. I love what President Irene says, but specifically this change we have, desiring good more than evil. And I think that that's also recognition. As you try to follow these symbols and revelation in your life, you can understand, is this leading to me towards what is good and to what is not? And if it is helping me to desire more and lead me towards what is good, it is absolutely from God. I know that God wants to give us revelation, and I know that the Holy Ghost is capable of sending that revelation to us. And as I observed this week in my class, youth are capable of recognizing the Holy Ghost. So if you are sitting here thinking, yeah, well, God may want to send me revelation, but I don't really know how to receive it. You do. 
those feelings that came to your heart and your mind as you considered the questions trying to identify principles in Matthew, that is the Holy Ghost. That is Heavenly Father revealing things to you. These inclinations and desires you have towards doing good things is from the Holy Ghost. And as the more you experience it, the more you'll learn to recognize it. But as I finished studying in Matthew chapter 2, there was the, the kind of the closing verses that I thought were a wonderful answer to the question, well, what if I just mess it up? What if in my imperfection and in my flaws, I mess it up? Uh, which isn't a question I had initially until I saw Matthew 2 and then I had the answer to the question and suddenly the question came. But in Matthew chapter 2, verse 22 and 23, as the, the story ends, as this chapter ends, um, brief summary, Herod is trying to kill all the babies. Well, he does. Uh, and so to protect Jesus Christ, Joseph is warned by an angel to flee to Egypt. And they remain in Egypt until King Herod dies. And after King Herod dies, an angel appears back to Joseph and tells him that it's okay for them to return uh, to return to the land of Israel. And in, as they're walking back, verse 22 starts, But when he heard, meaning Joseph heard, that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither. Notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee. And he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, which it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Joseph was afraid. And in his fear, he made a misstep. He did not go directly 100% according to the directions he was given in his dream from an angel, promising from God that he would be protected to return to the land of Israel. However, Joseph's imperfections, Joseph's fears, or Joseph's flaws, or Joseph's inability to act on revelation perfectly because he's immortal, did not interrupt or undo the plans of God. You are not powerful enough to undo the work of God. And God is capable of taking our improper actions and molding them into something good. He is able to still fulfill the prophecies he has for us, the promises that he has for us to do good things, for Jesus Christ to be a Nazarene and to become the Messiah. is still possible, even as in our imperfection, we sometimes don't act on revelation perfectly. But what I do know is perfect is Heavenly Father's love for us and his desire and willingness to send us revelation, to help us with the things that matter to us, to help us with the tasks and circumstances that we need his help with. There are ways for us to increase that in our lives, as President Nelson encouraged us to, and as the scriptures teach us as we identify principles as to how. I know revelation is real. I'm grateful for how it has guided me to be where I am now. I'm grateful for revelation and the reality of it. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode. Before it concludes, I just wanted to mention something exciting. If you would like to have more of Focus on the Life throughout the week, besides just this one episode, you can join my ShareCast on Marco Polo. There's a link for it below. It will be linked very obviously. Additionally, if you go to share the podcast using the Linktree link, it is the first option within the Linktree to join the ShareCast. It's something simple through Marco Polo where you can join this group where every day I will send out a very short Marco Polo message to be uplifting and to keep our minds spiritually focused. And uh, you can receive that message. You can reply to it and ask questions or share your comments. However, they only go directly to me. No one else in the group can contact you uh, to keep it private for you, uh, but give you more access to focus on life. If you would like to join that, it's in Marco Polo. 
linked below the Focus on the Light sharecast. Thank you. Look forward to talking to you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Focus on the Light. My name is Harrison, and I love talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you benefited from this and you would like to share it, there is a link below where you can share this podcast with anyone so they can find it wherever they listen to podcasts. Focus on the Light is a weekly Come Follow Me podcast intended to help specifically youth and young adults to not just learn about the gospel, but to apply it and see the reality that it can take in their lives. Focus on the Light wherever you get podcasts. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.